thought that was funny, didn't you? <laughs> no, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the fact that it actually says three, two, one, zero. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Empire 161 Show. We are back, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. We're back home in our Sunday late afternoon evening spot. Uh, ish. Yeah, whichever it depends. We got to work on any game. So, you know what it's uh, like, Ed? What is it like? It's kind of like it's our brunch spot. At 5 o'clock? People, is this brunch thing going on at that time? For some people, it does. It's a late oh, I don't know about that. I would have no idea. But thanks for joining us, as always. If you're joining us on your Facebook live stream, joining us on YouTube or Twitter, Instagram, or if you found the audio on the podcast, we appreciate the support. And, yep, we're opening up Lean Back by the Terror Squad and Fat Joe for our boy Garrett Cole, who is off to one hell of a start this, this season. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And a quick note, uh, want to bring this up. Uh, during the podcast today, the broadcast, we want to go ahead and make sure you send us some stars and you know, a digital gift that helps us earn money for Pop Culture Pros, because that's who we are presented by. So come on and uh, talk some Yankees baseball. You know? uh, but I'm Ed, and with me, as always, is Lisa. Lisa, what's up? Hey, I am so happy to be back on the podcast. Uh, we, we had to take a, a very, very tiny hiatus at the beginning of the season um, because I had to have a surgery. But I'm great. I'm fine. I'm healing. Everything is back. Uh, I've been able to, I picked the perfect time to do it because I picked opening week of baseball. So while I was in the hospital, I got to watch Yankee games, which totally helped with my healing and my sanity in the hospital. Um, but yeah, I've just done nothing but watch games since. I'm still in recovery, but I'm good. And uh, I'm just happy to talk about baseball again. Happy to see Ed's face on the screen again. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to get into it whenever you are. We're going to talk about the series with the Guardians, uh, this series that just wrapped up with the Twins, happily with a Yankee win and Cole's domination. We'll get to that later. Um, and then we'll talk about the upcoming series that we have with the Angels, which is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, the only thing that I'm you know, slightly disappointed by is Shohei Otani is pitching on Monday. Uh, or, yes, Monday tomorrow. Uh, so we won't see him pitching. Uh, but we will see him at that, which I think is pretty cool. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm also sad that we're not going to see him pitch because the Yanks have kind of had their way with him pitching so far. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but yeah, it should be an exciting time to welcome them in this early in the season. Um, yeah, star studded matchup. You have Otani and Trout and Judge playing in the same game. I mean, this is going to be like, you know, a spotlight for early season baseball here. So that's, uh, that's going to be pretty awesome. And I, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and let's just jump right into it here because we got uh, we got some some baseball to talk about. So uh, let's rewind it back to last Monday, where the, uh, the Yankees went ahead and opened up a series against the Cleveland Guardians, and they were edged out by a final three to two. Um, Domingo Herman did get the start, but took a no decision. He only went three innings, uh, two hits, and earned run. Five walks, which is very unherman like, um, and no strikeouts. So those two were the ones, the numbers that jump off the page right to me immediately. Uh, Ian Hamilton took the loss in relief. Uh, he went two innings, one hit, one earned run, 
three walks. So walks really a problem. He had eight walks between two pitchers on the day. That's going to be a tough one. But I mean, all things considered, still lost three to two. So, uh, mm-hmm. but Glaber Torres continued his uh, hot start, going two for three with a double and our, uh, a run scored and a walk. Uh, and John Carlos Stanton was one for four with a uh, two RBI double. He was uh, he was off to a hot start as well. We'll talk about him a little bit more in a bit. Um, but. Yeah, those are two two guys that have definitely been off to great starts. I mean, not one through nine, the Yanks have been tearing it up, but uh, Stanton and Glaber have been two of the, the bright spots, you know, early on so far. Yeah, and speaking of Stanton, I know we're going to get to him later, and I just want to say uh, preview, I'm very sad about that, <laughs> of course. Um, but I did want to mention in terms of this game that uh, with that uh, two-run double that he had, it was his 126th batted ball at 116 plus miles per hour um, when StatCast started. And the next closest player, this boggles my mind, the next closest player with um, bat speeds like that is Aaron Judge with 39. Yeah. Stanton, you can say, listen, I understand like some of the frustration with with Stanton as a Yankee during his time, and we elaborate more in a bit. I'm not saying he's been – you know, perfect for the Yanks, but he's also done more. He's done better things than some fans want to give him credit for. Um, but he's done I mean, a lot he, more than Aaron Hicks. This is true, but we're really setting the bar low if that's working every time. No, I know. Um, I, I just, I just had every episode. <laughs> I gotta get one in. I gotta get one in. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, the dude just absolutely destroys baseballs. Oh. I mean, it's insane how much. I mean. We didn't, it happened during our, you know, our brief hiatus. But that home run that he hit in a stadium that was like over the Mohegan, uh, no, it used to be Mohegan Sun. Now it's like the Pepsi Lounge or whatever. Yeah. The dead center field was nuts. Yeah, I was there for that. Cool. That's one of the furthest home runs I've ever seen hit in my life. And that's his second furthest home run ever. Yeah. That's, I mean, when he gets a hold of him, he squares them up, man. It's, they, they go a hell of a long way. And um, what's great, I will, ne- I will like always be amazed by this. What's, What's the craziest, most beautiful thing about it is his swing. It's like, it looks like it's all arms. I know it's not. It's impossible to hit a ball that far, all arms. I don't care how jacked you are. Mm-hmm. But, like, he just makes – he's so quick that even in instant replay slow-mo, it's not in slow motion when he actually swings. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Yeah. His no. swing in slow-mo is, like, it, uh, like a 10-year-old swing. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just, like – constant it's crazy it's crazy his swing is amazing yeah and he's got a he's got a real quick swing i mean yeah, yeah there will be times where he, he gets fooled on breaking balls and and can look really bad at times yes yes but i mean when he's when he's on i mean he's he's really on he can carry the team for weeks at a time yes so, um all right so that goes ahead and brings us to last tuesday night where the yanks went ahead and bounced back against the guardians uh beaten up on them by a final of three to, uh 11 to two uh garrett cole though that man went ahead and got his uh third win of the season going seven innings uh five hits two earned runs two walks and three k's so not really like a typical cole start out of right. him because the strikeout totals were low but the great ones, that's what they do. They find a way to get outs and still be extremely effective, even though they don't have, like, all their, their top stuff. I mean, know, the, biggest thing about that, the biggest thing about that line for me is seven innings. We yeah. need that right now. We need that desperately from our starters. So, for him, that's and, – and that's why he's the ace and a professional, right? Like, he, 
he is, I have to say, the epitome of professional because he will grind it out knowing that the bullpen needs help. The bullpen is being used too much. And he'll be like, well, then I'm going to do as much as I can, even if it's not like my normal numbers. Yeah, and everything we hear about him, he takes a a ton of pride in pitching deep into games and being the ace and being the guy who sets the tone, the stopper when they need him. And that's why, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I mean, he really has has earned it. I mean, I know last year we talked at times where it was frustrating because we, you know, what he has at times. He's shown what he's had, sticky stuff or not. It seems like he's kind of started to, at least early on in the season, he started to find it again. You know, it's a really that top five in all of baseball stuff again. And some have alluded to the pitch clock possibly being it, where it's just like, hey, he's, there's no more thinking anymore with him. It's just boom, 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 and. Uh, it, it's it's definitely shown, but in this kind of a start, that's that's extremely impressive. Like I mentioned, still gutting it out for seven innings and yeah. holding them down was great. Yeah. Um, I know and- I know we're gonna talk about the pitch clock, but I just want to say I definitely think that's something that works in his favor because he doesn't like the nonsense. He doesn't like the uh, Star Wars noise that yeah. after two strikes, like he he can't stand. He's like lower the volume. <laughs> I've also noticed. I don't know if you've noticed. I've seen a lot more personality with him yeah um, I, I can, he, I can agree with at one of the games he was playing peekaboo with a kid in the stands mm-hmm. uh and like they showed that and um i don't know I, I like today he smiled on the mound for like the first time ever yeah uh so i i think that he is in some ways like letting go of some rigidity um and i think that's actually helping him yeah, you're right. That's a great point, though, Lisa, because he, you know, we did, we saw that video that uh, I think it was in Baltimore where he was playing peekaboo and stuff like that, where he seems as intense as he is. Maybe he's kind of like somewhat scaled it back a little bit and kind of just his personality is showing more through. And he's just playing the game now. He's not trying to like be so, so focused over to the point where it's like paralyzing. Right. You know, or it's overthinking things. He's just kind of like, hey, Trevino throws it down. I throw it. That's it. I play the game and the story. Uh, kind of like that old Rivera quote. You know, it's just like, hey, you know, I, I go ahead, I pitch, I, you know, take a shower or something like that. Like, it's just, it's just <laughs> simplifying things. And the pitch clock maybe has done it for him. Yeah. Um, but offensively, though, Frenchie Cordero banged his third home run of the season uh, with three RBIs. So the Yanks may have found another diamond in a rough with him. Uh, DJ LeMay, also off to a really good start, was two for four with two runs scored, a walk and a double. Uh, Aaron Judge was two for five, and Anthony Rizzo was two for three with two RBIs, a run scored, and a walk. So, you know, Yanks went a pretty overall dominant performance there to bounce back and take that uh, middle game of the series against Cleveland. Yeah, and Um, speaking of Franchi Cordero, I just want to name that at that game, uh, he recorded his 10th RBI of the season, and that was tied with Robin Ventura on the most uh, for a player's first six games with the Yankees since 1920. And we're always impressed whenever we get crazy stats like that because of how rich in history the organization is. Yep. Um, but Yanks went ahead the next afternoon and went ahead and took the series. Series finale by a final of 4-3. to three. Uh, Clark Schmidt not off to the best start, had a no decision, uh, only lasted four innings, six hits, three earned runs, a walk, and three Ks. Wandy Peralta, though, picked up the win in relief. 
and Clay Holmes, who did struggle with his command, and he's kind of been struggling with his command a bit to start the season, mm-hmm. did pick up his fourth save of the season, and that was a pretty sticky situation he found his way out of. Uh, but Franchi Cordero hit his fourth home run of the season and tied the game up late. And Oswaldo Cabrera was two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Um, and he went ahead and, and knocked in a winning run in the ninth inning. Um, one odd thing about that, though, was I know he hit a rocket, but he was on first base. I kind of thought he was that was at least a double, or I actually thought it may have been gone off the bat. But he was pumped up or whatever. Again, it's a, it's a nitpick thing, but I was just like, you're on first base, yeah. dude. I, mean, eh. I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was him or him and somebody else, I feel like this happened twice, mm-hmm. uh, not in the same game, where it was hit so hard that like the ricochet got back to the outfielder so quickly that you you could it yeah. would have normally been a double somewhere else if it didn't hit the wall so hard mm-hmm. uh, but it like ricocheted back so quickly that like he can only get one but yeah considering he's a pretty fast runner i was also yeah. surprised by that um i do want to say quickly about oswaldo cabrera his um go ahead single in the ninth helped the yankees uh clinch their first four series uh to open the season for the first for the hold on, let me read this. For the fifth time in franchise history, the Yankees won their first four series, and that's and that's the ticket, right? If uh, those who can remember back to the '98 Yankees, I mean, overall with the playoffs, they won 125 games. But the key is just winning series. Just yeah. don't drop series. Keep taking two out of three. They'll just keep piling. The wins will keep piling up, and you'll be in that's, pretty that's good shape. That's one of John Sterling's favorite things to talk about. It's the truth. Like it is though, because it it. Jerry, Jerry and I joke around a lot where, you know, and especially like at the time we were 18 years old older, it felt like the Yankees literally won every single night. Yeah. Like it was just like, hey, did we say we were out hanging out and you were busy? It was kind of checking in on the game. And at that time there was no smartphones or anything like that to check up on. It's like, oh, well, how much? Yeah, how did you check on the game back then? Bars had TVs on. <laughs> bars that I was not supposed to be in at the time. We won't name drop any of those bars. Allegedly. But, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, you know, some some Queens bars were a little lenient with the the age that they let their <laughs> their people into, but it was but it was all good. Um, we'll leave we'll, we'll leave that at that. Some of those bars may or may not be open anymore. Who knows? But it just did. It, it went ahead and just felt like the Yanks were winning every single night. But they did lose games. But just take two out of three. You know, you're gonna drop series sooner or later. But keep tacking on, and you'll be in really good shape. Yeah. Um, what is not in really good shape, though, was the oh, series we opener. Have to talk about this game. <laughs> we'll make it brief. We'll make it brief because I mean, there were some people encouraging me on my on my group text to make it brief also, but it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, the Yankees went in and got destroyed by the Minnesota wow. Twins by the final of eleven to two. Uh, Johnny Brito was the one who really took it uh, for the for the Yanks. He suffered his first loss of the season. Uh, he only lasted two thirds of an inning, uh, six hits, seven earned runs, a walk, which was tied for the most runs the Yankees have ever given up at home in franchise history. I can say I was there for history, mm. not the history I want. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll tell you that much. That that it will not be forgotten. Um, Anthony Rizzo though did have himself a game. He was three for four with two home runs. And uh, that gave him three home runs on the season. So I was telling Lisa before we went on, uh, Yanks didn't have a hit until like the fourth or fifth inning as it is. They're getting shut out. And I was with our friend Joe at the game. 
And I'm like, dude, I'm going to just, we're, we'd have to start making something entertaining out of this because it's early and Lisa knows how I'm going to believe that they can ship away and they would eventually come back. But I'm like, hey, I'm not going to go ahead and go get a soda until they get a base runner. Give me a damn base runner at that point. What, what, was the weather, what was the weather like? I forgot to ask. Oh, no, the weather was nice. It what, was, was nice. hot? Um, was it one of the hot days? It was it was warmer, but I also wasn't sure what to go with shorts or pants to this game. So that tells you where we were at weather wise. Okay. And I okay. went with pants. So was I'm a just warmer. trying to get a sense of like how how parched you were. How parched? Oh, I was pretty parched. And I'll tell you <laughs> why. Because we got there early, right? I, anyone who listens, Lisa knows I get there early for free parking because yes. I'm not paying for that crap. Yeah. And Me um, too. yeah, it's just it's nonsense. So. We went ahead and we're like, I, I was telling Joe about the 99 burger. And I'm oh, like, Oh, that was that day. Okay. He was like, Let's go. So, just for those who have not gotten the 99 burger, uh, we were able to get it. But there is a process. Number one, it's on the second level behind home plate, like just off home plate. So, that's where it's going. It looks like they put a lot of the new food in that section. I don't know if they're trying to bring more foot traffic through the second section or not, uh, the, the 200 level. So, the food's there. It's two lines. One is for ordering. One is for pickup. They are not labeled. <laughs> okay? Now, just, and me and Angie knew this because on opening day we went and we saw this. And we knew in advance, but there were a lot of people who don't. There are people on the wrong lines, left and right, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I would be so mad if I was waiting on the wrong line. Oh, but Lisa, it gets better because there's something that would that's going to infuriate you. So... But we did the right thing. We got, The line to order wasn't too bad. And this is why I was like, let's do it today. Because me and Angie tried an opening day. Lines were way too long. We're like, screw this. We obviously got more than enough games to go to. Let's go to like a random weeknight game and we'll try it then. Strategize now. Yeah. And that's what we tried. It was a Thursday night against the Twins. And I'm like, I'm here early. Let's do it. So that was fine. The line to get the burger takes a little bit longer. Um, the person in front of us. This random dude in front of us goes ahead and the guy's like, "Where, you know, your receipt for your order. He's like, oh, I didn't order. And he had to get off the line and go back on the ordering line to get on the, not back on the other line because apparently he never was. Oh, he went on that one. I felt so bad for him. And I well, I looked at the guy who was, who was asking for the ticket. I showed him mine quick. And I'm like, dude, that has to happen a lot. He goes, yeah. I'm like, can't they just put up a sign? Exactly. I'm like, guys, you really Somebody's might want to talk to the manager. Yeah. You want to talk to the manager and say, order, pick up. That's yeah. all you got to do. Something. It's not a perfect process. And they also, I think they need like a bigger grilling area because they're made fresh. Like they are literally cooking right. them. That's why it takes, which is cool. I think you need like a bigger grilling station or something just so you can pump them out faster and make it, make it go. And they have a clock. That's a countdown thing that tells you how many are left. Right. So, so you're not wasting your time. Yours? When we ordered, there was like 60 something left. Okay. At that time. So you knew we once I looked it. at it. Yeah. No, if I went there and I saw it, I'm like, no, I'm good. And uh -huh. that's that. So we got ours absolutely delicious. You know, you can, and it's, and you could also tell them to hold stuff if you want. It's not like they make them. And then just shove you with anything. So it's really good. Uh, it's true. That Wagyu meat really does kind of like melt in your mouth. 
it's that good. It's a get a couple of napkins because you're going to need them there. It is a bit messy there, but it's it's really really good. So is it like is it is it like is it is it chopped up like like burger meat? No 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 no. It's not chopped. It's not like the chopped cheese sandwich thing uh-huh. that's in the center. No, it's two patties. It's a double burger. So it's a burger. Yeah, it is a, it's a burger patty. It's yeah. just wagyu. Yeah, it's called yeah, it's wagyu meat. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Two two slices of cheese, two burgers. You get your pickles uh, on it or not. Well, you can tell them. So when well, when your day comes, if I'm with you or not, just tell them hold the pickles. Yeah. That's all, and they will. And they got a secret sauce that they put on there, and there's grilled on, sauteed onions and stuff. Take the all the onions, all the onions. And and that's it. You can tell them extra. They'll do it. It's like whatever. I mean, it's a See, freaking twenty dollar burger. That just that just sounds gigantic. Like I definitely would have to. That's a before the game. Yes. Well, you, well, Lisa, you know the deal. I, I like to get there oh, early. Oh, yeah, we, we, get, we have before. a plan, folks. We have a plan when we go to games. Yeah, it's it, there's a game plan. Trust me, there's an absolute game yeah. plan. Because I can't and, see, I mean, you know I, I hate eating at the seat because I, I just, I, I need a table, yeah. right? So so to eat what you just said, like on at the seat itself, I would be so pissed off and I would totally get it all over me. Oh, I would be um, wearing what it. we do, what we do is perfect for that. So I'm looking forward to our first game. Yeah, listen, I I'm gonna hold off. I can hold off in a Wagyu burger, I mean the, the 99 burger until then. Because yeah, because so, you can't get that every game. No, 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 no. For tons of reasons. Number one, you know, I'd the probably price? yeah, that's <laughs> price, time consumption. Just food consumption. It's yeah. you know what it is. It's not like a huge burger though. It's like a, it looks like a regular sized burger, but it's extremely filling. Yeah. Like the times I went, like that was it. You ate the yeah. burger, and that was it. I got my drink afterwards. I got my soda in the middle of the game, and that was it. So. Okay. No pretzel. No. No. Okay. No. Yeah. No. You know me. I love. I love the pretzel twist. Also, yes. that's no. It's done. <laughs> it's that's the meal. That's it. So you know um, what I love? We focused on that instead of this actual terrible game. So I'm gonna bring it. That was the highlight game. of the game for me. Oh, that, that was the highlight of the game for me to hear that. Um, I just want to say one thing about this game that I really like. We're we're both big fans of Anthony Rizzo, mm-hmm. and he hit his two home runs. And normally, uh, at the end when he gets back in the dugout and he's you know high fives everybody, he and Gleyber Torres always turn to the camera and do this. Um, and like like have their arms around each other. They did they only, you know, like like went like this real quick and then walked away because yeah. they were getting slaughtered. And I so respect Anthony Rizzo for that. I think there are definitely players on other teams, definitely newer players who would go crazy, celebrate, get a belt, whatever, yeah. even if their team is losing eleven to two. So uh, I just think that, you know, like that shows his professionalism and his and the fact that he cares that the team is losing. He doesn't care that he hit a home run. He cares that his team is losing. Um, And I love players who have that mentality more so than their like uh, focus on their own individual stats. Yeah, you got to read the room in that situation. And and that's that's a great example of of doing that. Yeah. One fun thing I do want to say, though, that happened in the ninth inning. Because IKF pitched the ninth inning in this game. Mm. Okay, it was my favorite thing. The ninth inning. So yeah, my highlights of this game with with the ninety nine burger and the ninth uh, inning. The ninth. Well, I'll say I enjoyed enjoy Anthony Rizzo having a game, but still, yeah, you're right. Of Within course. the blowout, you're like whatever. IKF though 
pitches the ninth inning. That was a wacky thing. The best part, though, is after he's coming off the mat, he goes to the umpire to check his hands. And the dude's like, dude, get out of here. Like, get lost. And he was like, no, I want you to. I want you to. I love that. I, I thought it was actually, it gave me a, a, me and Joe were dying laughing, actually, when that happened. Because at least yeah. it, it gave us something. That was super cute. I have to say, uh, so I, I I don't know if you could tell where you were sitting, but I was like really watching him to see. And he was just like, he was chomping his gum. He looked so, I mean, at that point you can look comfortable because it doesn't matter what happens because you've already gotten blown out. Yeah. But you know, like, like some position players might be like, oh crap. He was just like, nah, I'm gonna have fun. I, you know, what would have been great. I know it would have been totally inappropriate. But I would have loved if he did, if he tried to do the Nestor Cortez. <laughs> oh, the whole, like, yeah. That would have been so funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was just, like, chomping his gum. I thought he did a pretty decent shot. Like, it didn't take him that long to get the outs. No, he gave up a single, and that was it. I mean, yeah. granted, he's throwing, like, 30, 40 miles an hour at times. And one of them was like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he did way better than uh, many other people would be able to do. I thought he looked pretty confident out there, and it was just a delight to see that. Yeah, in situations like that, the whole thing about not, I don't, you know, stay until the end. You, you got to have some sort of entertainment value besides just the whole lunacy that you have where I'm just like. Too bad there wasn't a bag flying around the outfield like that one game. I, I would have been entertained that by that too. Game. Yes. <laughs> but I, we needed something, man, because it's pretty much like, hey, laugh so you don't cry at that point. Yeah. Um, but frustrating thing though was and it was, it was Tino Martinez bobblehead night so that was cool but fortunately the Yanks went ahead and dropped uh and dropped this one to the to the Twins by a final of four to three uh Nesta Cortez though uh did have a strong outing he had a no decision seven innings five hits oh. two earned runs no loss and seven Ks uh Clay Holmes came in in the eighth inning and I needed to hear the explanation from Boone after this of course when he was coming in the eighth, I was like, uh, what? Why? Do we need him to go six out save in early April? And the explanation was because there was a right-handed lane in the lineup and the top of their lineup was all right-handed. I'm not saying I I don't disagree with the logic there, but if he got them out, then you were coming back with who for the save? Because that still would have been like a thing. Mm -hmm. So don't love this, and it wasn't a second guess. It was the first guess. So, unfortunately, that didn't work out. Uh, but the highlights of the game, though, was uh, Anthony Volpe going one for three with his first career home run. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty cool and did get the ball back eventually uh, with a walk. Aaron Judge, though, they went back-to-back -back in the bottom of the first inning. They had his fifth cute. home run of the season. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton was two for four with his fourth home run of the season. And Oswaldo Cabrera was two for four with a stolen base for his second of the year. One of those rare times where the Yanks dropped a game where Stanton and Judge homered in the same game. I mean, yeah. this has been like a tremendous record that they have during that time. But yeah, this was this was a tough one there. And yeah. Clay Holmes's control was like all over the place. Yeah. So I had I have two notes and then a comment about uh Clay Holmes coming in at that point. So my two notes are that Anthony Volpe was the seventh Yankee to hit his first career home run in the leadoff spot, and the first since Bobby Richardson in 1959, uh, which that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then, look, I have one for Carlos Correa, in case anybody who's watching who complains about us wants to know. Um, 
Carlos Correa has hit safely in eight straight games versus the Yankees and has homered five times within that span. So uh, I do hear all the boos for him, but he's a hell of a player. Every single time. He's a hell of a player, though, I got to say. Uh, and my comment is, yeah, I was very confused when Clay Holmes came in, and I actually said to myself, we're going to lose the game. I don't know what made me say, even before he even pitched, because I was like, why is he here now? Like, he's not supposed to be here right now. And, uh, like, Nestor had a great freaking – he didn't have, you know, like, like you know, complete lights out. At the end, he was grinding. But – he, he did what we were just talking about with with uh, Garrett Cole as well. He grinded it out. He knew that the bullpen needed relief. He gave seven hard innings. Mm-hmm. And then in the freaking eighth inning, you ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I am actually on board with Holmes getting the first crack at the closer's role again because I think he did show what he's capable of in the first half last year. The second half, yeah, his control became an issue. He's got the stuff for it. The question is, does he have the mental makeup to be a closer long term? Mm-hmm. And I think it shines a light on the greatness of Mariano Rivera that he was able to be a dominant closer as long as he ha- was because it doesn't happen yeah. very often. Closers flame out after a couple of years, and then that's that. So that's but, what like makes it more so much more impressive that he was able to do it for like freaking 20 years. Absolutely. But like to me, it would have made more sense Wandy first, then Clay. That's that would have made yeah. more sense to me. Yeah, but the rationale there was he wanted the righty-righty matchup, which is Holmes' strength, that he's way more effective versus righties than lefties. I'm just saying, is I, and I know that there's the belief, you know, the new school version of baseball is sometimes you use your closer earlier in the game when you feel like the game is on the line against the middle of the order or the, the, the best part of their order. So I, I get the logic. I still don't necessarily agree with it. I think right. you try to get an outs with somebody else and your closer's still your closer. That's it. Yeah. And again, not second guessing it. I was scratching my head when he first came out of the bullpen and I'm like, but what happens after this? Because if it's still yeah. a one run, lead, you know, a two run lead, if it was still three to one going to the ninth. You still need to get it. You still have to have another closer mm-hmm. to close the game. So yeah. that's the part that didn't work out. But I, I do think they stick with Holmes to go ahead and, Give him a couple more shots at this. And, yeah, we're still talking about this in a month. Someone else needs to be given a chance, Who, yeah. whoever that might be. It could be Michael King and Wandy Peralta. I think Wandy Peralta maybe doesn't have the stuff for it, but he definitely has the mental makeup for it. I agree. I agree. You know? and, and if Jonathan Loisega, you know, doesn't keep Stay healthy? Yeah. yeah. He has the stuff, and I he think he has, has the mental makeup it. for it. But yeah. he can't stay on the damn field, so that's that's his problem. Yeah. And in regards, I'm still relieved that we're not literally on the edge of our seats with Chapman anymore. Oh, my gosh. Me too. So take with that. But somebody needs to step up and grab hold of this closer's role. But I'm fine with Holmes still getting the shot, at least for April, and then we can see where we're at then. But the stuff yeah. is there. Just got to get the command down. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of getting their command down from their, their last appearance, uh, Domingo Herman, because yesterday afternoon, yes. this dude was incredible. But this has kind of been Domingo Herman throughout his Yankee career. He'll have games like last time, who wasn't horrendous, but this one, he was incredible. Uh, Yanks went ahead and took this one six to one. Domingo Herman picked up his first win of the season, going six and a third, three hits, an earned run, 
no walks after the five mm -hmm. walks from last time, and 11 strikeouts. Extremely Total, like extreme different. Yeah, night and day. Uh, Higgy had his second home run of the season, driving in two. Anthony Rizzo was one for four with his fourth home run of the season. And Anthony Volpe was one for two with three stolen bases on the day. Yeah. Two back to back. And that was his six. That gave him six in a year. And at the time, six for six on stolen bases on the season. And I really like he'll get the batting average together oh, at some point. I, I like what I've seen from not all the the results of the play that have been there. Mm -hmm. But the, the element that he brings out of the leadoff spot with his speed is something the Yanks haven't had in forever. Forever. And I think he this is the this is where he's destined to be, is the leadoff spot. So ironically, it's probably been since the last number eleven war number eleven. Who didn't yeah, no, but you're right, but he didn't even really lead off that much. Like No, he didn't lead off. Yeah. You're right. But the base when was the last time a Yankees yeah, you're right, no, you're right. As a as a base sailor. No, before that, it was Martin. Derek Jeter. Yeah, who wasn't like a speed demon either, but he was, no, he was, last he was a smart base runner, is what yes. he was. Yes. Um, so, what I like about Volpe is he's aggressive. Like today, he was like he's like a typewriter out there. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever he it. gets on, I'm just expecting it. I'm like, he's gonna take oh, second. It's so fun to watch that. So much fun. I mean, the last two years we've been talking about how like nobody steals anymore. And how boring that aspect of the game has been. So this is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then that goes in and brings us to earlier oh, today. Wait, wait, wait. Before wait. we talk about today, Jump I mean, the gun, gun. no, we could keep it. We could keep it on today's game. But when Giancarlo Stanton hit his two-run double in the bottom of the seventh, that just missed being a home run that he thought was that everybody thought was a home run. Including Michael Kay, who made the home run call and then had to apologize. Mm -hmm. That's when he, uh, what did he sprain? Sprained his, his, his hamstring. Tweaked his hamstring because he thought it was a home run, and he watched it. And then when he realized it wasn't, he had to turn on the the Jets, yeah. uh, and then he pulled up to second base with a pulled hammy. Yeah, when I wasn't sure if it was an injury or not, it didn't appear that way to me when during the game. And then Hicks came in. I'm like, all right, he's going in with the pinch runner, put in a little speed. I mean, this is Hicks has to be on this team for some sort of a reason, so we can go mm -hmm. ahead and use this. Why until they trade him? He, unfortunately, he's there for something. I, I I struggle every day to figure out exactly why that is, besides <laughs> the fact that he signed the contract and that was that. Um, I think but, he might babysit um, Aaron Boone's kids or something. Like his kids and Aaron Boone's kids hang out together. I don't know. <laughs> kind of like the dogs with uh, Rizzo yeah, and, yeah. And, and Judge from last time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 frustrating and, and whatever that that transitions us into today's game. So before today's game, the Yanks went ahead and had to make the move where they put Stanton on the IL with a. Uh, Strained hamstring. He was going for an MRI during the day, so I guess we'll find out more. If Stanton's injury history tells us anything, that means he's probably not going to be out for a minimum ten days, and hopefully this isn't like okay. ACU in July. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating because, like we said earlier in the show, Lisa and I are, are both fans of Stanton, but yes, but the guy needs to stay on the field. I mean, it's, it is frustrating as hell because of what he's capable of. And you can be capable of a lot of great things, but, it, you know, the best ability is availability. 
And that's been a struggle for Stanton for the last couple of seasons, and it, it's kind of maddening. Um, was not maddening, though, was Garrett Cole's performance in today's 2-0 win. Uh, Garrett Cole picked up his fourth win of the season. Complete game shutout. Uh, exactly, because you don't see that a lot in today's game at all. So Cole went ahead and did that. Uh, nine innings, two hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. Absolutely dominating performance. Uh, DJ LeMay, he was two for four, driving in both runs. Yep. One of them was a solo shot for his second home run of the season. And Anthony Volpe, one for four with his seventh stolen base of the season. Mm-hmm. So, kids starting to look like he's finding his groove there. It'll be interesting to see with Stanton out of the lineup how they're going to go ahead and navigate this. And I kind of do like Volpe settling in in that leadoff spot, getting better pitches to hit in front of Aaron Judge. That'll get him going. He brings the speed element of the game to there. And DJ LeMay, you can drop him into an RBI role, you know, which may or may not have been occupied by, you know, Stanton at that point. Because I'm not saying he has to back clean up there. But, you know, get him in a spot somewhere between, you know, five and six around there. I think that's a nice spot for DJ LeMahieu um, to drive in some runs. But, yeah, they definitely bounced back, did not lose a series, did tie it two games apiece. So that was cool to see. And um, Oswald Peraza is back up. He's the one, he's the other move taking Stanton's place on the roster. My guess is he's got to play. I don't think they're going to call him up one of their top prospects to sit on the bench. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, but I want to say something quickly about this game. Uh, Just a really quick thing. Uh, When Anthony Rizzo was hit by a pitch in the bottom of the third, sadly, that was the 204th time that he's gotten hit by a pitch, which puts him in eighth place on the all-time list. Do you know who he's tied with? Um, Jeter? No, no. Jeter might be higher up on that. Actually, I think he passed him already. He got hit a lot. He he gets hit a lot, though. No, this guy's not a Yankee. Wasn't a Yankee. Never was. Uh, Not to my knowledge. Uh, Huh. Go ahead. Hit me with it. Who was it? Chase Utley. Yeah, not a a Yankee, but big-time Philly, big-time Dodger. Yeah. You know, at that point. Wow, Chase Utley. Uh, fun fact, one of his nicknames is Silver Fox. Chase Utley. Yes. Wow. I, I, I can't say that I've heard that one. I'm assuming he had prematurely gray hair. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, my my questions. Oh, here's another fun fact. I don't know if you heard this. I have two fun facts about two twins before we get into the conversation about Oswald uh, Peralta. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Jose Miranda's cousin is Lin-Manuel Miranda? I did not know that. He was at the game today. What I love wow. about that was that Lin-Manuel was there to cheer on his cousin, but he had a Yankee hat on. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's you still, awesome. You still, gotta, you still gotta represent. I loved it. It was actually a Yankee hat where the NY was upside down, which I've never seen before. Or at least that's what it looked like. You could be you couldn't really see it because the camera angle, like he had the brim up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see that it was an NY, but I think in one shot it looked like it was an upside down. So I don't know what that's about. Um, and then here's a here's a really interesting fact about the pitcher today, Pablo Lopez. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard this, uh, but he graduated high school at age 16. He was accepted to medical school while simultaneously being offered a contract from the Seattle Mariners. Wow. He really wants to be a doctor, but he was like, hey. Having a major league career is a once in a lifetime opportunity. 
I can always go back to school after my career is over. That's pretty impressive. And that then when he was, when he was on, right? When he's, yeah. like a, he's like a modern day Doogie Howser. But <laughs> 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 way cooler. Um, when he was on the Marlins, his teammates called him Wikipedia because apparently he's like super knowledgeable about everything. I mean, if you want to be a doctor, you have to be a yeah. pretty intelligent person. You hope to be. Um, but I thought that that was very interesting. Uh, so when they were talking about that, I was like, I got to write this for the, for the podcast. Cause also, he was also in trade rumors last year for Gleyber Torres at the trade deadline. Oh, wow. He was almost the Yankee. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. Listen, that, that's crazy. If he goes out and plays an entire career, a major league career, and then goes and on. And goes I mean, didn't Bobby Brown do that? Yes. So yes. that's pretty cool. And it's not unprecedented. So no. but still, I mean, wow. Imagine being so, intelli- so intelligent and uh, committed that you could be a doctor, which takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. and also be talented enough to play baseball. Now, I went to school pre-med. I did not become a doctor. <laughs> I became a social worker, pre-med in college. Forget about med school itself. Pre-med in college is freaking hard. To be able to go pre-med, well, it sounds like he may not have gone to college, but like to want to go to college to be pre-med and play baseball at the caliber to become a major league player, which is once in a life, it does not happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's an incredible balance uh, and work ethic right there. Yeah, that's a super talented individual. Yes. I'd say that. Um, um, all right, so back to Oswald Peraza. I am excited that he's up, but I'm also like, okay, uh, so you're just going to, like, rotate DHs or, like, you know, who, who's – I know they said Willie Calhoun will probably be the DH, but, like, you need you need an outfielder because you can't play Hicks every day for sure. No, and, I, I... – well, no, my guess is, well, Bader should be back soon, too. So, right, but they just haven't said when he's coming back. Yeah. So I'm wondering what they're going to do in the meantime. I know that they mentioned Josh, Josh Donaldson is probably coming back on Wednesday. So Oswald Peraza's time with the Yankees will probably be, like, relatively short-lived. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets the play in the games that he's here. I hope he does very well. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was – it was interesting to do that now, I thought. I would like to see what they see in Willie Calhoun because I'm not really seeing it so far. I mean, again, it's very limited, but yeah, I'm not seeing it. So I, he would be the one who I would rather Donaldson come back and take his spot and let Peraza kind of do something here. I would, yeah, my guess is they're going to rotate the DH spot, you know, yeah. for the majority of the time that'll be here. They can just use it like that. Uh, DJ will probably get some there, but he's also a great defender. You know, Glaber yeah. can get some uh, some time at, at DH as well. Um, Donaldson needs to show that he can hit enough to warrant a DH spot because also he's he does still got it in the glove as much as I don't really care for him in the lineup every day. But I understand the fact he'll be here because it's just it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to see uh, Peraza, though, get a shot and start playing, you know, whether if it's third base. I mean, Volpe's obviously got short. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some second base here and there to get some playing time, but no, we'll see. It, it could have, you're right. It could have just been a bookkeeping thing until Donaldson's ready, which I don't, why is Donaldson going to play one rehab game and then come back one rehab game? Maybe he should play 50 rehab games <laughs> and like take his time coming back. I don't, I'm not against that. I'm I would rather that. wait for Stanton to come off the IL 
than Donaldson to come back. Yes. Maybe <laughs> play rehab games until October. <laughs> Just a thought. Make sure that Donaldson is 100% healthy. Just saying. That's <laughs> it's a possibility. Not saying it's a strong possibility, but it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. All right. We know that's not happening. So let's go ahead and move on to our uh, awards of the week. So we're doing this for the first time this season. Yeah. Lisa, top of the heap, hitter of the week. Who do you got? I got your boy. I got Anthony Rizzo. I, I, I can't argue with this. We have, we have the same. I'm pretty sure I, we might have the same people this week, but go ahead. I'm, I'm no, sure. No, I, I know. I don't think we have the same people this week. I, I think I took an unconventional king of the hill, but we'll get there. So okay. Anthony Rizzo, um, based off the stats that I found today for this week, uh, his OPS is 1.106, averages 348 uh, as of today. Three home runs, five RBIs, five runs, nine hits, one walk. Uh, his on-base percentage is 414, and his slugging percentage is 692. That is for the last week. And you said you picked him as well? Yes, which I'm not going to regurgitate the stats. I mean, he's off to a great start. Yeah. Not having banged the shift has definitely helped with his average so far, so that's good to see. Honorable mention, though, to Gleyber Torres and I would say Oswaldo Cabrera because they're both yes. also really good. And Aaron, Judge. and Aaron Judge is doing what he does. I mean, Aaron Judge is probably at this point. the top of the heap for the majority of the year. Exactly. So I don't think you go ahead and give that away every week. Um, our king of the hill, though, is our pitcher of the week. And, I mean, I'm going with, with Garrett Cole. I, I think, mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's off to an outstanding start. We've talked about for most of the earlier uh today so uh who did you go with i'm actually really fascinated by who you went with because i figured cole was the was the slam dunk choice so he is and i'm not arguing that but you know uh when i think of impressive things i think of overcoming as well mm-hmm. so i did pick domingo Herman because okay. like we said he was completely night and day from his really bad start until his start this week and this week he was spectacular. So I, I had to um, I had to give it to him just for that alone, just for being able to um, whatever it was that was going on in that first game to kind of get that out of his mind and reset and really have a very, very strong adding that we needed from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my king of the hill. But I do have a special shout out to IKF. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Please check him. Please check him. <laughs> Ah, that was great. All right, so that leads us to our upcoming series that starts on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. The Yankees will be welcoming in the Los Angeles Angels, formerly the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So glad they got that. (laughs) Formerly the Anaheim Angels, formerly who the hell knows what else. But, yeah, it's showtime in the Bronx the next, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, Lisa, who are our probables? for the upcoming series against the Yankees. Okay, so I will say the Yankees continue to keep us on our toes. They didn't put the their starting pitches until today because I looked yesterday, and the Angels pitchers were listed, but it was, you know, to be determined up until mm-hmm. today. So happy to say I have them all now. So for Tuesday uh, for the Angels, it's Jose Suarez. He's a left-hand pitcher. He has an 0-1 record and a 10.80 ERA uh, with six strikeouts. <laughs> Hey, listen, our starting pitcher's ERA is not uh, as bad, but it's not good either. 
So our starting pitcher for the game will be Clark Schmidt. Right-hand pitcher, 8.44 ERA and 11 strikeouts on the season thus far. So, you know, two uh, not-so-stellar pitchers. We'll see what happens. As Joe Girardi would say, it's not what you want. It's not, it's not what you want. Um, on Wednesday, Griffin Canning is playing is starting for the Angels, and he's a right-hand pitcher with a with a 0-0 record, 3.60 ERA and four strikeouts. Against Johnny Brito, we'll see which version of him That's shows true. up. Uh, he has a two and one record, 6.75 ERA and eight strikeouts on the season. So hopefully Johnny Burrito will uh, show up in the way that we want him to. And then on Thursday, Patrick Sandoval will take the mound for the Angels. Left-hand pitcher, 1-0 record, 1.23 ERA and 10 strikeouts versus my favorite Yankee. And I can't wait to see his cleats. By the way, uh, I just want to say, if you're not following Souls by Sir, Souls like Souls of Your Feet, S-O-L-E-S. I am on Twitter, actually. Oh, my God. I'm following him on our Instagram page, which Ed will name in a little while. I know it's a very long name, but <laughs> um, Souls by Sir has been making amazing cleats for Nesta Cortez. His last ones were bubblegum, like the uh, uh, double bubble bubblegum mm -hmm. cleats. Before that, they were mustaches. So I cannot wait to see what happens this time. With his cleats, I've been following uh, his page and the cleat, and he makes sneakers for basketball. Like he does sneakers and cleats for everybody. It's amazing. Um, anyway, back to Nestor, my my boy, Nestor Cortez Jr., left-hand pitcher, two and zero record, should be three, um, two point six zero ERA and fifteen strikeouts on the season thus far. I cannot wait to see him pitch again. I love when he pitches. Yeah, and it's a weird four zero five start on Thursday. So Don't know what the hell that's game about. Game is on um, Prime. Oh, is that is the Thursday game on Prime? No, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday's game is on Prime. Yeah, because they used to just be locked in on Fridays, and apparently it's like all over the place now. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a weird four hundred five start on Thursday. Uh, it's the four twenty game, which I will be at with Joe and Jerry and his father Ron will be making their return to the stadium mm. on on Thursday afternoon. So that should be a lot of fun. And the 405 start works out for me personally because the Rangers game two of their series against the Devils is at 7.30 that night. So this pitch clock also keeping up the pace. I'll get home for the puck drop. I get <laughs> to check out both because this is a crazy time of year. Yes. A lot of, yes, there's baseball. For every New York team right now. Yes. Everyone's every going every right now. Team. Yeah. No matter who you are. If you're a hockey fan, your team's in the playoffs. If you're a basketball fan, your team's in the playoffs. Both yeah. baseball teams are playing. It's nuts. So it, it's it's what it's my favorite time of year, honestly. It is. So like the guys time. on Unsportsman like conduct probably have way too much to talk about, right? Right? Is it that that's the podcast? Yes, no, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like right. they have way too much to talk about. They don't even know what to talk about. No, their their shows will probably be a bit longer than usual uh, for <laughs> them, but it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's just there's always something going on. The fact that all the New York teams are involved is is that much better. So there's a lot of double headers going. And, yep. and stuff like that now. So a lot of happy bar owners. Oh hell yeah! Oh <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I think before we before we sign off, though, I just wanted to get our quick thoughts on yes the the new rules. Now that we've had the chance to see them in action, pitch clock, bigger bases, you know, banning the shift. Um, 
I'll, I'll share my th quick thoughts on this. I think it's been fantastic. I think this is exactly what baseball has needed. They're getting the exact results they wanted. They've trimmed off, I think it was 31 minutes a game on average are, are down now. So if you're not taking any baseball away from me and you're giving to me at a faster pace and not one that's like jarring, then I can't complain. Honestly, really can't. The larger bases and the pitch clock has also lent itself to more stolen bases. Stolen bases are up again, more action in the game. Uh, batting averages are up across the league as well. So, you know, kudos because I have been one to rip Rob Manford on plenty of occasions on this show or anywhere else, but I will give him and his crew kudos to this because you have helped the game. And I think this the, the ramifications of this long-term are going to be huge for Major League Baseball. So this has been a huge win. It's early on. I personally enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I definitely noticed it. And it's just not, it's not just overbearing. That's the key part of it. Like, it's just not. Like, even in Yankee Stadium, there are two small clocks right above the Mohegan Sun Labs that show the pitch clock, and that's it. So it's there if you want to see it. You want to ignore it, which I do most of the time. It's fine. It's just You just see the game at a faster pace. Uh, Lisa, what have your thoughts been so far? I love it. I love it. Uh, I have definitely sat at way too many games in my life that were very long for no reason because of batters every pitch. I mean, look, one of my favorite Yankees of all time, Derek Jeter, every freaking pitch had to fix his freaking batting gloves. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> they are not messed up every time. We know what you're doing, you know, and then um, some batters who would like literally like walk around. Yeah do a circumference around home plate after every, you know, like swing that they didn't like or whatever. Listen, stay in the freaking batter's box. Pitchers pitch the ball. Like you said, it's shaved over 30 minutes off the game. I'm so for that because that is not uh, the part of baseball that I like. I do not like delays for those dumb, you know, reasons. This is like, um, I don't really watch basketball that much. And one of the reasons why is because at the end of the game, the amount of freaking fouls in the fourth quarter. I can't stand it. And the acting. Like, I can't <laughs> stand it. It's such a delay of the game. Um, so I enjoy that this is it, – it's really just focused on what it is about baseball that I love. Yeah, I love – I love that there – I love – I can't even stress how much I love that there's more base stealing. I yeah. love it. I love that there's more, you know, like uh, trying to gun a runner out. I love that. I love that there's – look, there's still a shift because even today they shifted on on Rizzo and Carlos Correa was like at like the very end of you're going to get in trouble if you take one more step. Which is fine. I, I don't so mind pushing fine. it. Yeah, fine. That's fine, right? Mm -hmm. But like – the amount of shifting we've seen in the last several years, it was just ridiculous. I mean, there was there were points where there were only like two outfielders sometimes, or there were four outfielders, and you know, like what is this softball? <laughs> <laughs> um, which I love too, as you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I just really appreciate um how much quicker games are moving. The Yankees are notorious for having long games. And I told you it felt like there were at least two times within the last two weeks where it seemed like the game was going almost to the border of like a normal length game, like a yeah. three hour game. And it didn't get to the three hour mark. Probably it just felt like it, especially that 11 2 loss. Um, but for the most part, yeah, the games are over. Like today's game was over and you and I actually still had time in between the game and this, that doesn't yeah. happen. 
No, it doesn't. But usually last year we would have been like sweating it out. Hopefully, we like, but y'all don't know what we're doing behind the scenes before we start. Most of the time I'm eating something <laughs> and Ed's getting ready to eat something right after. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just getting I'm getting like hangry during it too. I'm just like oh. yeah. <laughs> so, so no, the baseball you. play. Yeah. Oh, thank you, baseball. Thank you, Commissioner, for keeping us from getting hangry. Yes, we don't we don't want that. Ever. <laughs> nobody nobody wins when people are angry. So all right. <clears throat> so that will do it for us this week. Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, if you found us on Facebook, be sure to check out the Empire 161 Show group on Facebook. Also join that group and see highlights and other articles that don't make the show because that's always a lot of fun. So join in the daily conversation. Uh, check out Pop Culture Pros as well because that's who we are presented by. PopCulturePros.com. Check out the website, Facebook group. Check out the YouTube channel if you're checking us out on YouTube. Follow, uh, go ahead and subscribe to at Pop Culture Pros. Uh, on Twitter, you can check out at Pop Culture Pros, but also check out our Twitter handle, which is at Empire161Show. Catching us on Instagram, that's the Pop Culture Pros one, and at the underscore Empire underscore 161 underscore show because that's where we are on instagram lisa manages the instagram i manage the twitter facebook combined effort so go ahead and, and check that out um and check out us on the audio only one subscribe to pop culture Pro, where you found your audio and podcast uh, and give us stars give us stars all the stars send us all <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be covering this week's games as well. Uh, probably we'll check out what time. We usually shoot for Sunday late afternoon evening, so be sure to check that out. And enjoy the week. Let's go, Yankees. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye, everybody.